Okay, yeah, go ahead and record. I like a little soft intro. Hi! Almost Modern Live, a podcast so butch, so mask. Almost Modern Live, a podcast. Are we surprised? No, but do we expect it? Yes. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. Oh. Hi. Okay, hi. And welcome to Jack Talk. Oh. No. All right. Are Jack you, Talk 2000. Are you what? Are you watching Will and Grace? I'm not. I just felt like that today. Oh, okay. I just felt that mood. Um, That's great. I also got a smoothie again. This is becoming my ritual. Yeah, is that like an everyday thing? No, it's just here because like I know I don't have time to like eat. I, I don't want to eat before spin because like I, that used to be my thing. I always had to, I used to have to always eat before I worked out. Now I don't like to. Yeah. And so I don't really have time to get dinner. And by the time we're done here, it's kind of late. And then I'm tired. So smoothie. Smoothie, smoothie Tuesdays. Smoothie Tuesdays. Smoothie Tuesdays. Oh, that sounds like a restaurant. Uh, Well, it sounds like Ruby Tuesdays. Oh, that's why. (laughs) Did you know I was on my walk today and I saw a Grandy's cup on the street? I don't know what that is. Where the fuck is a Grandy's? I feel like I've seen one around. It's know. like in Garland or something. Yeah. Why is there one on my street? I don't know. People drive around. <sighs> people get places. People go places. People do things. People, people go to people. Grandies. People go to Grandies. Oh, that is where the Grandies is. I've been to a Grandies. I've never been to a Grandies. One, it's on it's on uh, Northwest Highway and 635. I found myself at a discussion the other day about Grandies, I think, where we were trying to decide what it meant. And whether Grandy was a person or... Like Grandy, like Grandma? Yeah. I always, I said, I had always thought that Grandy was a woman. A woman. And I think somebody else said that they thought that Grandy was a man. Grandy was more of a masculine. Turns out it's both, I think, is what we just, what we found out. Oh, I mean, I feel like just... uh, It's a generic term for a grandma or grandpa i feel like it's you know how there's like uh mr mrs and i i don't know how to say it out loud mx missix missex miss i don't know but i feel like grandies is like the gender neutral term for grandparent other than grandparent (laughs) sure but like you know you can't go out to be to someone and be like, oh, grandparent. It sounds like you're a small British child. So I think Grandy is a great alternative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> ah! I'm Tyler. And I'm Andy. <laughs> and, and this, this is, is Homo's Modern, Modern Life, Life, a podcast where we will never get it. I always remember. You're just the one that has to start it. I don't know why I gave myself this responsibility uh, um, ever. Are you sure this isn't a podcast where we talk about titles for grandparents? It, it is a podcast where we talk about titles for grandparents. Did you notice I painted? It looks much better, for sure. You it think? looks brighter. 
Huh, I agree. I, I can tell it. I painted a small strip above my kitchen cabinets to match the rest of my living room. Mm-hmm. He's so domestic now. I know. Well, it reminded me that I hate painting. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a fun experience. And then I'm here, definitely. Sure. I mean, you still owe me help paint whatever I get. Yeah. Because, like, fair is uh, fair. I thought your brother, step brother, brother in law? Well, yeah. Well, now they're like, well, uh, with your new job. Oh, I got a new job. Um, with my new job, she was like, you could probably like qualify for it on your own. I was like, uh, oh, honey. Uh, oh, I don't know. She's like, we'll walk you through the process and like support you through all of it. But I was like, but you know, I mean, worst uh, case comes to worse. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's still hundred, like hundred thousand dollar condo. Quite an undertaking. I know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I'm ready to be that adult yet. Yeah. I feel like I need a three in my age to be there. Yeah. Mm. Or a husband. You also need a down payment. I know. It takes a minute. Yeah. Well, apparently for like a first time home buyer, it's like 3% something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would only be like three, four grand. Yeah. Which realistically is not that hard to come by, I guess, if I really like worked for it. But having to pull that out of my ass by September might be hard. Yeah. So if they're willing to help me with that, I mean, yeah. exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Pride weekend. It is. It was. It has been. Currently, now is. And it's just going to be low key Pride all month. I yeah. Feel like. Uh, I feel like last weekend was definitely like the weekend. I would yeah. be surprised if it's as busy this weekend. It will probably be busy um but not as busy but it wasn't even that busy but it was busy it was very but i busy. was i got into roundup twice twice yeah because remember i left and oh. then i came back silly and i made it through the line just like that so far he didn't even know i was gone that's how quickly i went so through it. fast mm-hmm. I, was- I walked all the way home and then all the way back to roundup and you didn't even know i was missing no i was just <laughs> i was busy living my life Doing my thing. Yeah, it was a rough, rough uh, minute. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, just it was, uh, it was good though. Yeah, it was good. We did a brunch. We did a brunch. Oh, your friend did a brunch. We didn't do a brunch. No, we went and participated in brunch. And then I pied pipered everybody back to my place, mm-hmm. where we played video games. Where we then, smashed bros. And then from there, everybody went to their respective going out or. Going to the paid Pride event at Fair Park mm-hmm. with limited capacity and I looked parade. at it. I thought about it, but like, if it was free, I probably would have gone. Maybe. And like, I don't know, but I just didn't feel but like when something's making in, my way all the exactly. way down there. When something's in Fair Park, even if it's free, it's not really free. Um, yeah. You still have to mosey your way over there and pay like theme park prices for drinks yeah Mm-mm. when there's gay bars not two blocks from here two dollars to jello shots that's all you need so, you walk into a gay bar with twenty dollars you get 20 jello shots that's that doesn't math it's a dollar shot you said it was two dollars i made that up <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's a dollar i think it is a dollar anyway you can get drunk that way that's twenty dollars 
Ugh, but so much jello. You so much jello. That'll come out. One of my friends the other day said, must be jello because jelly don't shake. I, um, hmm. So there's two terms of phrase. So it's must be jelly because jam don't shake. Thank you. However, in England, it's, they call, uh, uh, like, Jelly, Jello. Oh, okay. So must be Jello. Because what did he say? Must be Jello because jam don't. No, they said must be Jello because jelly don't shake. So jelly to them is jam, which isn't wrong. So it's the same. I think I you know don't at me, but and you know I do think it's a better phrase because Jello is much jigglier than either jelly or jam, but the phrase, as I know it, and is is popularized by... RuPaul. Yeah, is, must be jelly, because jam don't shake. Yeah, which, I'll be honest, I don't understand it at all, because why would you want something to be jelly? What do you mean? Don't, don't we want everything to be firm? Uh, I mean, unless you want uh, an ass that do shake like that. A Pixar mom ass? Yeah. Mm, that's true. So jam, what is jam? Well, jam has- Cellulite? I don't know. Jam has chunks in it. Like, it I has know. chunks of fruit in it, right? Yeah, I, yeah. that's what I don't understand. <sighs> it's complicated. We will never understand the world of jellies and jams and jellos. No, we won't. Mm-mm. Um... Wow, this really derailed. Uh, you know, sometimes it be like that. Sometimes it do like that. It do, it do be though. You know. Oh, by the way. What? Happy National Best Friend Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Happy National Best Friend Day. Today that we are recording, not when this comes out. Uh, I feel like one of us was more enthusiastic than the other. One of us knew about it. It was all over Instagram. Oh, I guess I haven't been on. I assume it would be all over the talk. I haven't been on TikTok today. Oh my God. I spent the first half of my day trying to get my phone to merely turn on. Oh, that's true. So my phone, my screen time was quite limited today. Yeah. Um, God, just, I guess I didn't have enough storage for my phone to install the update, but it tried to install the update overnight and that fucked it, fucked it all the oh. way up. Damn. <sighs> yeah. I just deleted. I wonder That's if I, I deleted a shit ton of apps yesterday that were on my phone. I was like, what the fuck are these apps doing on my phone? I offloaded my apps. No, I just deleted them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need this one app that I downloaded one time. Yeah. Why do I need Buffalo Wild Wings Well, that's app? what's... Mm-hmm, I need that one. The, the, the thing that is taking up the most space on my phone now is apps. Before, it was media. And by media, I mean podcasts. Oh, I had 80 gigs of podcasts on my phone. Because it was downloading them all. Because it was downloading all these podcasts, and I use a different app that's not Apple Podcasts to listen to podcasts now. But I used to listen on Apple Podcasts. Mm. And so I'm subscribed to all these things, and it only deletes them once you listen to them. And so it was still downloading all of my shows for, like, the past year. Oh, my God. And they were just weren't getting deleted. Oh, my God. But I... now I have, you know... Half my phone is free. Yeah. More than half. 
Maybe that's why you're just freaking out. I don't, I keep checking mine. I, mine's freaking out for no reason. I think Apple's trying to talk me into upgrading. There's like, here's the new Apple thir- uh, iPhone 13. Not yet. I know, but they're teasing it. So they're screwing up everyone's phone now so that when it comes out, we'll go for it. Speaking of Apple, I was telling Andy this, but I um, now I, I uh, subscribe to Apple Fitness. Yeah. It's actually quite fun to see your little thing up on the screen. Yeah, I love it. Um, <clears throat> and I did uh, weights with the dumbbells that you gave me oh, when you upgraded. Perfect. Uh, the thing has stopped falling off, at oh, least when I use it. So I'm just waiting for it to hit. I was on the, I'm not going to lie. I was on the ground doing like, like, like not chest presses, but maybe it is chest press. Uh-huh. And I, it was like over my head and I was like, this is gonna win, it's gonna fall. Five yeah. pounds would knock me out. I was like, I, you know, Andy would it's wonder only where at I a very, It's only at like one specific weight that falls off. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's like anytime like the five or like one of the, I don't know, but yeah. So it was really fun. So my goal is spin every day, except Friday. But now I could just spin on Fridays because yeah. I can take my phone to the gym. But yeah, I think it's good to ignore, you know, anything that says that recovery is important for your body or anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, go hard or go home. Well, there are parts of my body. A sports injury. <laughs> I, oh, I definitely have a pull tendon right now. Jesus Christ. I was fine and spin. I took a Tylenol and I butched up because I'm a fucking man. Oh, my God. And pre-workout. I just went. And yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna take do- things to ignore the fact that your body's in pain. Yeah, push it even further. Yeah, causes even more damage. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm gonna do arms on Tuesday and Thursday. <clears throat> I don't really feel like I need to worry about my legs right now until the rest of my body is in better shape. Because <laughs> they're doing fine. Sure. Um, and I. But you know what carries around the rest of your body? My legs. Your legs. They they've been carrying to me for and, 27 years. And I read one time i don't you know everything about fitness is really just dubious what like who knows if what you read is true or not i'm i've thought about getting a personal trainer with this pay raise but those are expensive i know but like once a week just give me a plan um but doing leg workouts specifically ones that activate your quads or yeah your quads Mm -hmm really your inner thigh area mm-hmm. stimulates like testosterone production that helps, you know, oh. helps you with the rest of your muscle building activities. Do we think I'm doing that during spin? Maybe. I am holding myself up. Yeah, so I'm doing kind of mini squats for the whole day. Yeah. I love that for me. Um, you just gotta, you know, activate your my loins your loins activate your loins gird my loins everybody that's listening activate your loins right now right now it's like kegels for your loins what is isn't that kegels is your loin your kegels your loin is i mean it's your we eat it's your baby making parts we eat pork loin though so are we eating pig baby making parts well it's like that general I think groin and loin are actually synonyms. Colin, I need you to figure this out for us. <laughs> Could you look up the specific definition of loins versus groin? I'm assuming it's the inner thigh area. Yeah. But how would you gird them? Oh, well, that um, that's actually... Tissue along the dorsal side 
of the rib cage. Oh, so gird your loins is more of a uh, corset type situation. No, <clears throat> no, that's actually um, cage. from back when men used to wear like long tunic like garments. And if they needed to run, they had to put their penis They somewhere? had to like grab all of that fabric and like pull it up like in between their legs, like pull it, pull it up. So it's out of the way of their legs so they can run so they can move their legs. Are you making this up? No, I, <laughs> this is, I, <laughs> this is a thing. That's gird your loins. Yeah. Cause you're like to like hippity hoppity with your legs. That's what I imagine. Just skinny old man legs. Well, it's like, like crab walking. No, it's like pulling up the, you're like bunching up, you're grabbing all the fabric oh. out of the way of your legs. So it's like, then it's like up by your loins. Why didn't they just run like a lady? Well, I don't know. Have you seen a, a lady run in a long dress? Look, alludes to tucking up the traditional long robe into a girdle. Thank you, Colin. That, it comes from the Bible. That's why I don't know. And that's why I do. Anyway. I'm, gonna go to heaven <laughs> anyway we're gonna take 50, uh, uh, we're not gonna take 15 minute breaks we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna go gird our loins and run with our tunics and when we get back we're joined with a very special guest so hang around welcome back we are joined with very special guest coach uh, Coach. <laughs> hey, coach. <laughs> Suddenly, this is starting to feel like a movie I've watched. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cooking coach, food whisperer, Brad Gardner. Welcome, welcome. Hello. It's so good to be here with you guys. Awesome. We are excited to have you. Now, for those listening at home that don't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, well... I mean, the, the, the long story short is I am uh, first and foremost actually a musician and have had a career over the past 10 years as a pianist and a music director and a conductor within the world of musical theater. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, I, throughout all of that time, you know, I always had so much fun cooking and, uh, you know, being really creative in the kitchen. And then, you know, 15 months ago, when all of everything I did with my life just disappeared because of the pandemic, I uh, said, okay, maybe right now this is a moment to pivot into cooking more and exploring more of my creative voice through food. And so over the past 15 months, you know, I, I became a certified nutrition coach and have really been just diving hardcore into all sorts of kitchen adventures. Um, and it's it's been a really nice outlet for my continuing creative voice, even as you know we still are exiting the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I feel like cooking, or at least trying to cook, has been you know quite the pandemic activity for sure. Because <laughs> like, how many times can I order you know chipotle? Yeah, well, you know. But also, how many times can I hear the phrase sourdough starter? Oh my god! I, <laughs> I never did that though. I'm no, shocked at myself. 
Um, so I, I wanted to ask too, to kind of start us off, um, how has your relationship with food kind of changed for you over the years? Because I know you have a little bit of a story when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, well, I was raised in the South, North Carolina. And uh, of course, it, North Carolina, the the food is the center of everything there. And it's not healthy food, right? It's it's like deep fried. It's it's just like lots of lots of butter, like really heavy. I mean, incredible food. But I grew up that that was really all I knew. And I think something, you know, in my teenage years, especially when I was figuring out my own sexuality and going through all of that, food was this comfort. And I, I didn't know how to communicate with those people directly in my life about what I was going through. And so I just sought so much comfort in food. Um, and because of that, I gained a lot of weight um, and was quite heavy going into my early twenties when I then moved to New York and kind of was able to rediscover and reestablish my relationship with food. And uh, part of that was going through every diet in the books, uh, whether that be, you know, whole 30 or, uh, you know, cutting out all the carbs, cutting out all the alcohol, cutting out all of this. And it was really just this really vicious cycle of trying to figure out what would work for me. And through all of that, I, I kind of, you know, I, I slowly became really interested in plant-based and really found how that really resonated with me and how that could engage my creativity and also fuel a little bit healthier eating as well. And so it was really this journey that started in really unhealthy, overweight. And through that, I have found where I am today with being plant-based and also just thinking that um, plants deserve an equal seat at the table, right? Like not just mm -hmm. meats, not just, you know, chicken, beef or fish at every meal, like plants deserve a place there too. And that's where I kind of stand now in my fight for more plant-based options, but also just in my own relationship. Yeah, that's also interesting that you say it. moving towards more plant-based made you get more creative because I feel like we aren't taught really how to <clears throat> eat in a plant-based way, in, mm -hmm. at least in America. I don't know how, you know, other places are, but like, I feel like it is always like, the focus is around that protein. Yeah, beef. It's what for, it's, what is it? Beef, it's what's for dinner? Yeah. Is that that campaign? Yes. <laughs> right, so. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've been telling Andy, uh, I've been telling Andy, I wanna go vegetarian. Yeah, sure. I don't think I could give out, I don't think I could go full plant-based, <laughs> but I can go vegetarian. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I I love supporting people through that because you know I think there's some vegans out there that are like veganism is the only way, and uh, you know as, some, as someone who does fight for veganism, I I am not someone who says this is the only way. I think everyone yeah. can exist on some sort of spectrum. Right, right. All all different bodies, all different needs. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, would you say that over the pandemic though was when you started to feel like a real chef or like a real authority on food or you know what made you like gain your confidence in yourself in the kitchen I mean truly I don't still I don't feel like a chef but it, it you know what it really <laughs> what really the switch was and it was a mental shift it was 
and this is where I think a lot of people get hung up on getting more comfortable with cooking is I was entering the kitchen from a mindset of intimidation, just straight off the bat, walking in being like, oh God, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And I found that when I started going into the kitchen uh, with the mindset of curiosity and like, oh, let me have fun. Like, let me embrace like child Brad and child who just wants to like color and play with things. I mean, safely, cause you know, there's knives involved, but uh, <laughs> it, when I saw it as, as a play space and something with no tie to any sort of outcome, it, I, I found my creativity flourish. My confidence got better because there was no attachment to, oh God, this has to look perfect. That has to be perfect. This is just a space for me to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, during, uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, me and my roommate really got into guys grocery games. If you've ever watched that, <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> I know it's so random, but like, I always, I like, I've said it before on this show, but I'm like, if you're ever scared to like cook or like, you feel like you're going to get in there and not know what to do. You should watch guys grocery games because they come up with some wild things because they have so many different limitations. And I feel like I just like through assimilation picked up a lot of knowledge because it was kind of basically our background show for hours and hours and hours. Right. So, but yeah, it's, I, I have more fun. I think now over the pandemic and doing that in the kitchen, because like, I'm like, I'm just going to make a sauce. I have no idea what this sauce is called, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's something to that too. Like when you cook with what you already have in the kitchen versus like plan out a big recipe, there's, there's creativity that is forced when you have less resources. And I, I love to help people figure that out and just keep an open mind. Like there's no point in sticking to a recipe, just create and see what happens. Yeah. Baking is for recipes. Cooking is for fun. And that's why I don't bake a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, although you are on this plant-based diet um, and you've kind of found your your footing there, do you have any vices or weaknesses when it comes to food? And this is coming from someone who on multiple occasions on record on this show has said, sometimes I just need candy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) sugar is certainly a big vice for me. And that's something that's been there since I was a kid. Like Mm -hmm. I still don't go through a day to this day where after dinner, I don't have dessert. I have to have something after everything. (laughs) It doesn't, if I haven't had something sweet in a day, the day's not over. (laughs) And like, I legit will wake up at like two o'clock in the morning being like, I haven't gotten it. Uh-huh. I'm I'm just I'm not a snacker, but I will like over order food. Mm. Like if I'm ordering food, I'm like, mm, but what if I added an appetizer? Because I'm I know I'm gonna finish that entree and just feel a little bit hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know, and there's there's this there's this uh I, I spent some time working in Japan and I learned a word over there that's uh, the word is betsubara. And it's it if you translate it literally, it means separate stomach. And, mm. but in Japanese <laughs> culture, you only use the word betsubara in the context of when someone asks you if you want more dessert, if you want, if you want dessert after dinner. Yeah. So they literally say, do you want dessert? And then you respond separate stomach. And so I, I, I lead, yeah. I, that's one of the only words I remember from being over there is, is betsubara. Like I always have a separate stomach for dessert. Yeah. I, I oh, we always too. said that in my house growing up too. Like if you were really full after dinner and then mom's like, but I bet you 
have a second stomach when it comes to dessert. And mm-hmm. I guess I do. Yep. Right there. <laughs> it's like, I always say I need it. Like the, my justification, I don't think it's a justification. I think it's legitimate. Like I really, I love food with a lot of flavor. Like that is my favorite kind of food. So after that, I need something sweet to kind of like put my, ba- my mouth back to like neutral if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. totally does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so moving away from the unhealthy, what are your favorite healthy snacks or like, you know, the the non-cheap foods that you snack on or that you keep around? Mm-hmm. Especially in your kitchen right now. Yeah. Okay. What do I have in my kitchen right now as far as like snacks? For Also, the word healthy I find really interesting. Um, and so like to clarify, I'm thinking like physically healthy because healthy is also like, you have to think of your emotional health and your mental health and your social health. But so when I'm thinking of physically healthy snacks, uh, the things that I always have, uh, are these, uh, puffs from Trader Joe's Bombas. Uh, they're just like little peanut butter flavored. Um, they're like oh, Cheetos, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're peanut <gasps> butter flavored. Yeah. I've oh, those. I've seen those. Yeah. Um, so good. other company makes them too. Um, yeah. I think they, there's actually they, a company called Bombas. Maybe. Um, yeah. I also love their, their white cheddar puffs. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. A puff. Like just get that substance, I love you a know? Puff. Yeah. Got to get that. Like, you know, substance like high high quantity right it's high quantity but it's also just a lot of air so it's not like you know yeah yeah you can feel a little bit good about that i guess yeah yeah (laughs) so i have like the bombas i also uh i oh i mean this is so stereotypical but i love a rice cake uh and so like one of my late night snacks and something that will like hit that that betsubara that like i that need for dessert uh, is I take like a little protein powder or peanut butter powder and I mix it with some milk just to get it up to the right texture and then stir in some frozen blueberries and spread that on a rice cake. Like mm-hmm. that is such a satisfying little sweet at the end of the day or just something in the middle of the afternoon I'll, I'll have. Interesting. Oh, wow, that, was, that actually sounds good. Yeah, I got really into um, basically taking frozen blueberries and equal parts coconut milk and like blending them together and making myself this kind of like frozen almost like a smoothie bowl but not really it's very good Mm. um perfect so on the subject of food and well all of this is on the subject of food (laughs) are there foods that we can eat because we love mental health here. Yeah, that can make us happier. Physically healthy, mentally healthy, like yeah. healthy. What foods make us happier? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think the, the, there's the big thing to this is the mindset around it and approaching it with a little bit more, approaching food with, with mindfulness. And it, like, so uh, when you're eating, it's it's not a hundred, it's not multitasking and doing and doing a hundred things, watching TV, checking emails, uh, looking at Instagram, and all of that. It's not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm very guilty of it on many occasions, but I, I find Every that <laughs> I find that I'm I that when I take a moment to to mindfully eat my food and then kind of look at what I'm eating and say like, okay, this plate of broccoli with whatever sprinkled on top is uh 
physically healthy, right? And then maybe, you know, I have something else that maybe it was a little less healthy, but it's something that is just so emotionally comforting to me. Good and plenty. <laughs> Good and plenty, yeah. <laughs> or NECA uh, wafers. Just just a plate of broccoli and NECA wafers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> so I find like when I can engage my, like when I, I can look at everything and be like, okay, maybe this, this side, this part of my dish isn't, isn't necessary physically that healthy, but like my broccoli is, or this, and it's like, it's creating that balance and mindfully being like, okay, I am, I am, you know, I'm, I'm seeking out some balance here in all columns of my health. Um, and acknowledging that not just eating just a mindful plate of fries. Approaching it from like a purposeful perspective or like setting, I mean, like with Lot of, lots of things you can do with like meditating or working out or anything that you do that's healthy for you. You want to set an intention, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. like even when you're eating, you want to set an intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And way. a good a good that. way to check in with it too, just to get started um, is, is to journal your food. And I'm not saying like journal, like every serving and every calorie, calorie et cetera, count. et cetera. <laughs> right, I'm not saying that, but like at maybe after you eat, check in like 30 minutes later and just write down, like rate, rate what you had on like a scale of one to 10 for your physical health, for your emotional health, how it made you feel for even your social health. What did you do while you were eating? Were you sitting with people and just check Mm -hmm. in? And that's a good way to work towards that more mindful place that leads to a happier relationship with food. I've always said that like I like sometimes I make things that are very good and mm-hmm. I'm like I really need to like put this into a little book and I need to like handwrite it. You mean recipes? Yeah. <laughs> and I need to handwrite it, but then it's me and I don't want to put more work in than I have to. Sure. It exists sure. on the internet. Right. Then what will you pass down to your grandchildren? Yeah. My Pinterest login. <laughs> <laughs> Legacy contacts coming <laughs> soon to iOS. Um, okay, so you're uh, you're a musician too, as you've mentioned. So, what music do you cook to? Um, I love. So this is my North Carolina roots. So I love listening to like some Dolly Parton or mm. just some really chill instrumental mountain bluegrass. Like that just gets me in the zone, honestly. Um, and then the other band that I've been obsessed with for years now is Tank and the Bangas. I oh. love them so much. They're like a spoken word funk band from New Orleans. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, just okay. good jam out cooking music. I love that. Does that uh, is that the sort of music that you work with or just is that just your play music? <laughs> That's my play music. And, and, you know, like having worked so much in musical theater, I still, I find it really hard to listen to musical theater without judging it or not judging it in a bad way, (laughs) but like, you know, making a judgment call on like, Ooh, this is good. Or, Ooh, this is what makes this dissecting it all. Okay. So by the time this episode comes out, uh, in the Heights will be out on, (laughs) uh, streaming on HBO max. Are you excited or is that not something that you want to do in your free time? I am really excited for that movie, honestly. Um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. And I, I really want to actually see it in a theater, not, you know, at home. 
come to Texas. It's all open. (laughs) 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 Yay. (laughs) Well, we are going to take a quick break. And we, when we return, we're bringing a very special segment back out of the closet. No, just back in the light. It's coming back when we return. Coming. <laughs> that robot lady. She's, I swear. She's fun. Really, she's sassy. Um, welcome back, my children. Yes. Um, since we have the wonderful Brad Gardner here today, we wanted to bring back a small topic that I think we can all revisit, and that's how to be a better bottom, colon, the diet. Mm. Not... (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Colon. Oh, God. (laughs) I didn't even get that. It's like, what did you say? Oh, colon, you know? Colon. Wow, I just got really lightheaded from that. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, you know, cooking and health and music and intention, all these things can be connected, but also connected to all those things is sex. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. It's important. It's, it's important. It's important. So, you know, mm-hmm. an oft-said phrase, if you get ready... No, if you if stay, you stay ready, ready, you don't have to get ready. You don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. So, in the colon. In your uh, professional opinion, Brad, what are some good foods, some good meal options, some good dietary tips for staying ready? Yeah. I mean, I think this is no secret, but it's all about the fiber, right? Like, it's all about, it, it's all about that fiber. So, finding ways to eat more vegetables and have and be getting sufficient fiber in your day keeps you moving keeps it keeps it a a, a whole you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> whole, whole. I love that. and yeah. i would i would argue uh-huh. <laughs> that plant-based is a great source of fiber i, I believe so plants Indeed. vegetables fibers fibrous, i mean plants are plants. basically fibers they, yeah, they're made of them. Fibers. Yeah. They're nature's broom. Nature's broom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and I'm to speak to, to to one thing that I think some people often overlook in eating their fiber is they're like, oh, I'm just gonna drink a lot of juice. But when you actually like go, oh. if you guy like if you go to like a juice bar and get a, a juice, you're like, oh, this is all the vegetables in it. All the roughage is gone. All the fiber is gone. Yeah, yeah. you literally took all you of took the, the juice, juice out of the fiber. away from the fiber. Yeah. Uh huh. What you should be eating is that little whatever. Yeah. How do you clean cleaning a juicer? Oh man, yeah, it's a pain in the what ass. A pain in the ass. Is and there? That's what you should be eating. Yeah, though, is, is all the stuff you pull out. Is there a way to make some kind of um, pudding out of all of the extra fiber of the fruit? Because I get so much when I make I. I got into celery juicing for like a hot second. I can't imagine a, a less satisfying experience. I thought actually, <laughs> actually, you know that like small taste that celery has, getting that in like magnitude is actually quite delicious. And I very much enjoyed it. But also like my DNA peppery. said, yeah, my DNA said that I have like a pre, pre 
preculation. That's not a word. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, I, I, I enjoy that. A predisposition? Yeah. <laughs> a predilection. <laughs> predilection. That's a, that's a word. So you're saying yeah. you want to make a little celery, a celery pudding? Yeah. I feel like I still want to get the fiber in it. I just like, you know. Yeah. I guess I could just eat the celery, but I don't want to eat a whole stock of celery. That seems unhealthy. I mean, could you just throw it in like a blender versus a juicer and maybe throw oh, some milk in there to. Yeah. Me, I just, I, I add a couple of scoops of fiber powder to my, uh, mm. my protein shakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's Seems, the easy way to, you know, like fiber supplement. Yeah. But then everybody's like, why can't you just do it through whole foods? And I'm like, well, that would be nice. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but this yeah. is easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, something also to acknowledge, like if you are, if you decide like, Ooh, I'm going to up my fiber game by going plant-based, you know, your stomach is probably going to take a week or so to, to adjust to your new eating habits. And it's probably not going to be a pretty, you know, I have heard the switching to the vegan diet is, is tough on the tough on the toilet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like a dog when you switch foods, it takes a while. You have to do a slow mm -hmm. transition. Hmm. Right. So that's the week to not be a bot. Yeah. <laughs> Just to not. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, you work for Netflix, correct? I do. So mm. let's say we're going to bring a boy over for some Netflix and chill. What should we prepare for that kind of situation? Knowing very, you know, we know what's going to happen. Yeah, mm. it's Netflix and shit. But like you have to set up the, you know, presentation, maybe have a light nibble mm -hmm. or mid little snack break. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love a, a popcorn moment, uh, mm. you know, because that can be nice and fibrous and it gives you that bulk without, mm -hmm. you know, tons of calories. Uh, mm. And popcorn doesn't have to just be butter and salt. You can go really anything, any spice that you have in your cabinet, sweet you or know salty. You know what's really great on a nice hot bowl of popcorn? Trader Joe's, everything but the elote seasoning. Ooh. Um, it's like a little bit cheesy, a little bit like chili powder, a little bit salty. Well, in it's essence, like you are putting good. it on the elote. Kind of. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't think of that. I, get, I, I didn't even think of that. You're making elote puffs. Elote <laughs> <laughs> And we do love a puff. That's festive. I always like to have a theme with my meals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, this is just off the top of my head. Since you work at Netflix, uh, do you know how they feel about the phrase Netflix and chill? Are they like pro? Are they pushing that? I, I think they definitely are. Like, why not? Yeah. You know, They lean into that a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, in essence, they kind of Kleenexed themselves with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, oh, you mean in that? A Kleenex no. is a tissue. A Q-tip is a cotton swab. Yeah. A streaming service is a Netflix. Is it? <laughs> I don't know that it is. It is for the older people. And they pop call it the Netflix. The, the Netflix. True. Fire up the Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard back in the day that they were really against when people started saying binge watching because they were afraid of the negative association with like binge eating. Mm -hmm. uh, but then by the time the second season of Orange is the New Black came out, they were like leaning into it and they like gave all the cast members a lot of food and were like, 
it's binge time or something. <laughs> it, anyways, Netflix things. Now they yeah. have binge-worthy comedies. Um, or okay, <laughs> so if we're doing an anthropological study of bottoms and how they eat, how would you say the way is maybe not just bottoms, tops versus uh, representation lesbians? How would you say? <laughs> do you think that homosexuals eat differently than heterosexuals? Um, I think we're. I, I don't want to generalize, but I do think that that you know we often are thinking about that moment that might come later in the mm -hmm. evening. And so sometimes we can have a really unbalanced day or just not eat for several, several, several hours before, which is probably not great for us. So it's finding that. Yeah. that I know many homosexuals that skip meals. The ice cubes. Yep. Ice cubes and the lettuce. Mm. Uh, so I, I think there, while that's certainly that it's something that we, you know, we have to think about if it's, if it's, if it's coming down the line later that later that evening, uh, um, it's finding that better balance throughout the day versus it's, it's that binge cycle of two, like, oh, you know, you don't eat and then, then you have the moment and then the next day you go like off the charts crazy because uh, you're starving, right? That's me. Yeah. I, Andy can't tell you how many times I've shown up to his apartment and or anywhere um, and said, I haven't eaten today. All I ate today was a slice of toast and a handful of nuts. Yeah. But he's gotten better because now he'll have snacks every once in a while when he knows we don't have time for me to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I try to keep. I'm like a toddler. I don't keep food around for myself. <laughs> I keep it around for him. <laughs> so speaking of us, my favorite topic. Um, <laughs> what should we cook in our kitchens this weekend? Um, well, I think if a, a couple directions you could go, like if you mm. want to do something super simple, but maybe have two or three hours, but something that is like the easiest thing to do that to me when I first did it floored me how delicious it was is just take a bunch of onions and throw them in a pot and like, you know, slice them super, super thin, throw them in the pot, a little bit of oil and just let them caramelize for like mm -hmm. a couple hours, like stir them every 10, 15 minutes. They will be the sweetest, like most mm -hmm. sugary, onions you've ever tasted because you're cooking all that sugar out and coating in the sugar and you're burning all the sugar on the bottom. That's one of the, the most incredible vegetables I think that transforms on its own without any influence. So that's, that's something that if you've never done it, I say, give it a try. It's does it incredible. get like soft and like, like a spread mm -hmm. situation. It gets or really soft. Yeah. And it'll get browner and browner and browner. Um, and it just becomes like this mush and you'll be surprised at how like, 12 onions can cook down to like the size of two and it's mm -hmm. just this sweet little spreadable paste or it can be like the base of uh, um like french onion soup that's mm -hmm. how they start that's french onion thinking. soup french onion soup i do love a good french onion soup yep mm. Mm. a little bread a little cheese put yeah. stick in the oven yeah I very much uh, enjoy matching like if i'm making french food i want to listen to um french music La Vian Rose. <laughs> if I'm cooking Italian, there's time. opera playing. Um, and for some reason, when I cook Mexican, there's like dance electronic music. Oh, 
That's a twist. I was thinking a mariachi no. kind of situation. Yeah, no. It's like you're at a club in PV or something. Yeah, I just like, yeah. it's like, uh, like I just need it. Like I'm cooking, you know, I'm dashing, I'm splashing. You yeah, know. It's, spi- it's spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. So what foods, I guess, I don't know, maybe we've asked this in different ways already, but what food turns you on the most? Maybe this is seasonal, but right now, truthfully, it's watermelon, anything. Mm. Um, it's just so refreshing and light and sweet and verse, you know? Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh, watermelon, honestly, like that's my do, obsession I, of the I, moment. I do like a watermelon cocktail mm-hmm. or like a watermelon flavored drink. Yeah. It's Have you seen cool. all over the internets? of people apparently putting different things on watermelon. I saw Lizzo put mustard on watermelon. Mustard. Cinnamon? Yeah, cinnamon. Yeah, I'm over here like, has like, where's the tahini or- Tahini? Yeah, tahini. Do you know what that is? Tahini. Yeah, 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 tahini. Yeah, tahini. Yeah. That'd be delicious. That stuff's so good. I would, Uh I douse my pineapple in that stuff. That's my favorite. It reminds me of those like lollipops. Uh, Did you ever get those? There was no. one that was corn, which I never quite understood. I think it was just for corn syrup. Oh. Uh, like it was just corn syrup flavored. Oh. Huh. Makes sense. It was shaped in corn. And there's one that was a watermelon and they were both covered in that like chili powder. Mm. And so like when Ooh. you got the lollipop, like it was like straight up chili powder. And you get through that and you get to like the sweet. Watermelon oh. flavor or corn? Wow, <laughs> sweet corn. <laughs> okay, okay. No, yeah. I guess it was like, a, or in the, I guess it was like an elote pop, which is just <laughs> corn in s- Spanish, right? Man, really, <laughs> we've kind of stretched the definition of elote on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. you know what they put on? Like, it still shocks me that mayonnaise goes on elote. Yeah, does it? Why? I don't know. It's just something. Sometimes, like, I, I very much enjoy foods that I don't understand how it's made. Oh. Because then when I start getting into the nitty gritty of it, I was like, mm, now I'm thinking about the mayonnaise in my elote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you learn how squidding pasta is made, all you're thinking of is how they are like making a squid. Just, yeah, but I'm okay with that for just some reason. Milking a squid for its ink. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that for some reason. Oh, okay. uh, the the goth part of me wins over the I fear factor so. version of me in that situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's I'll tell you about one of my my like food memories. Like there are very few things that like stick out of my head that like are directly related with food. And I forget what magazine it was or where I saw it, but there was a picture of Bjork mm. in like all black something wild, right? Black hair, sitting at a table, like slurping black pasta. And like my whole life, I think that is who I want to be. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, That's goals. Big. Yeah. I <laughs> like goals. emblazoned in my brain. Like it's that. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that. Or a burgundy wine pasta. Have you ever had that? No. Isn't that, you, I think you could get wine. Yeah. Like you replace the water with like a wine or something so oh, that when you pull idea. it out, it's a really, really, really dark purple. And it's like filled with all of the flavors of the wine, but none of the alcohol. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, cooking with wine in general is incredible. Mm-hmm. I like cooking with it more than I like drinking it, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to ask one last question, which is um, something I hope to ask all of our guests, which is uh, since this is Homo's Modern Life, and we are talking to the homos, we want to know what is the gayest thing about you? By your definition of, you know, I mean, other than having sex with men, I assume. Yeah, that that can't count. (laughs) That can't be it. (laughs) No, no butt stuff, no penis stuff. It has to be something else. Um, I mean, I probably the gayest thing about me is like, I mean, is this, I, I don't know, I think this is pretty common, but like, I'm obsessed with like, always redecorating my apartment and having it look oh pristine God, at all times. <laughs> pristine, I don't know about. Moving everything around constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. We're gonna have to start keeping a list yeah. of, of what people think is the gayest thing about them because I think it would make a very interesting person yeah, I think you know. At the end of the year, we'll just do like the we're gonna recap we're gonna and have like the gayest person. We could have a March Madness bracket of mm-hmm. what is the gayest thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love that. Have them all compete, or just like a new version of like Mortal Kombat, just yeah. all yes. the super gays, mm-hmm. the redecorating <laughs> mm-hmm. gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's literally just holding a couch. <laughs> <laughs> he throws potted plants at you. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, Brad, thank you so much for being here today. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Homo's Modern Life. And you can follow me at Andy from Boy Story. And Brad, where can they find you across the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, just my name, Brad K. Gardner. K is in kangaroo. Uh, or at my website, uh, which is eatwithbrad.com, which where you can find all the information on my latest recipes and also uh, a little course I do called the Confident Creative Cooking Course. Um, mm-hmm. All my info's there. Get coached. Yeah. Yeah. Again, thank you, Brad. It was a pleasure. Everyone else, sleep tight. Don't let the bug 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 and fare thee well. This has been a Homeless Modern Life production. Thanks for listening. If you want more, check out our sister show, HML Political Hookup, at HML Political Hookup on Instagram. If you want to see what we're up to, you can visit our website, homosmodernlife.com. And if you want to get in touch, you can reach out to us at homosmodernlife at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can cover your body with our merch at HML Shop on Instagram. If you're feeling generous, you can send us a cash tip on Venmo at Homo's Modern Life. Or send us a cash tip on Cash App, dollar sign Homo's Modern Life. Fare thee well. <laughs>